Welcome again to the Bread of Life podcast. Today I want to talk to you on the subject of God is not in the junk business. You might think that's a crazy title, but in light of our world today, we're being told all the time that we don't measure up to what some people think the standard should be and We sometimes feel like when we're at the workplace that we don't measure up and we just feel like maybe God made a mistake creating us. I just wanted to share with you today that that is not the case. God does not make junk. Uh, Well, you say, how do you explain people with disabilities and other things like that? But I found out something. People with disabilities definitely may not be able to measure up with our standard of living, our standard of uh, even mental acuity. But I've noticed those that maybe have less mental acuity have the love of Christ in their hearts. They're always glad to see you when you come to visit them or anything like that. I've known some already, and one that I know is very musically inclined. He loves music, and his parents, to keep him amused, will give him an iPad. And he knows how to operate that iPad, and he is really a precious guy to be around. I look at his parents, and I see the love of God in their heart, and they show it every day. I wanted to share with you Psalm 139, verse 14, and it reads, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Then the next verse, Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows very well. Ladies and gentlemen, what that verse means is that we are created in the image of God. God doesn't make junk. In Genesis chapter 1, This is the first mention of the Trinity in the Bible. God says, and let us make man in our image. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we are created, we are created in the image of God. Everything else that he created, he said, and it was good. The verse ends with it is good. But whenever man was created, he said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet to help him. I paraphrased there a little bit. What happened was God caused a deep sleep to come over Adam. And out of part of his rib from his body, God created the first female, Eve. He said, you can eat anything in the garden, all the fruits and vegetables, but of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, you should not eat. And of course, we all know that Eve ate first, and then she gave on to her husband, and her husband ate. And that's how we had the fall of man. And that's how, ever since the fall of man, we look at things differently. We have our own set of what is valuable and what is not. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that God does not make junk. You might be saying, yeah, Dave, but I don't uh, measure up with what's going on in our world. You know, I'm, 
I'm not the greatest at school. I'm not the greatest at whatever. I'm not the greatest athlete. But you know what? God doesn't make junk. God loves you as much as he loves the ones that we think are on top of the world. But what a lot of us don't realize is every person struggles with something. It's just some people are able to hide their difficulty better than those of us who have disabilities that it sticks out every day. And especially people that I know that have disabilities. You know, sometimes we wonder, where do we fit in our world? Because I've often said to several friends of mine, you know, it's very difficult as a disabled person to fit into a world that is not created to adapt to us. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a lot better in the United States of America. We have, for those of us that have difficulty walking, we have low curbs in our cities and in our towns that you can walk or you can roll with your wheelchair and you can get down onto the roads. Uh, we have ramps going into buildings. So I don't mean to say that we don't try, but you still have emotional difficulties when you have a disability or you have emotional difficulties when you start comparing yourself to others. And you know, that's hard not to do. You ladies, if you see a lady that you think looks better than you, it's very easy for you to say, well, my hair is not as nice or my dress isn't as nice or she looks better than I do or she has a better man than I do and you get comparing yourself to others and you know we shouldn't do that we should compare ourselves to God's expectation and you know God loves you God loves you enough to send his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You may not think that you have anything to contribute because you don't measure up. Or maybe someone said something. You know, you're just not with it. Maybe you wanted to make a certain ball team and you didn't make it. And you just didn't know what to do after that failure. But you know, some of the most successful people in the world have failed multiple times, multiple businesses before they ever reach their full potential. I heard it once said, the test of a man's character is what it takes to stop him. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going to stop you? Maybe you just have to get a little bit more grit in your crawl and try again. And if that doesn't work out, find something else that you may be better at.
and reach out for that, but just never, ever quit because God does not make junk. My wife and I were watching America's Got Talent the other evening, and we like to watch that show. And we missed the original air date for that show. So uh, we had it taped. So I went back to it, and, and all of a sudden this gentleman came out. And, of course, he has no legs. He was born with a rare disease that did not allow his legs to develop at all. So he sits like on his hip, and there's nothing there. But he came out on America's Got Talent. He said to the audience that his biological parents were not able to keep him, so he was in the foster system for several years. And then he was just about ready to get taken out of the uh, foster system because of his age, and a lady was willing to adopt him. And she instilled in him the belief that he could do anything that he would put his mind to. And he said, no excuses. And you know, a lot of us get caught in our excuses. Well, I can't do that. I don't have this. Or I can't do that. I don't have the athletic ability. Michael Jordan, you know, he was short. And his athletic folks said, well, maybe he wouldn't be good in basketball because he was too short. And we all know that Michael Jordan was one of the best basketball players that there ever was. And he could get more air under his feet and get to that basket. We used to just love to watch him play. And I love the spirit, the don't quit attitude. And you know, I got to preach to myself every once in a while because I get to thinking, well, I can't do this. I have this problem or I can't do that. Wait a minute. Does God want you to do it? God will not give you something that he wants you to do unless he gives you, ladies and gentlemen, the tools to do it with. God is really something about that. He sees his creation. Every person he has ever created, he sees with a value. And I'm going to get on my soapbox now, and I'm not going to be popular. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, that in my mind, abortion is absolutely wrong. To take a baby's life before he ever has the opportunity to come into this world. And I'm talking about the willful abortions. I'm not talking about these dear precious ladies that go through everything and it ends up being a uh, spontaneous type thing like my wife reminds me every once in a while. But ladies and gentlemen, God created that soul. They need to be brought into this world so that their potential can be found. And that's why I think it's important the uh, families that are willing to do the adoption. I'm so thankful for those people. And I just wanted to tell you, I don't want to hurt anybody. 
maybe you ended up having one when you were younger, and I'm not here to hurt you, but I'm just wanting to tell you that God doesn't make junk, and God knows your circumstance. You may be going through a divorce, and you might think, well, I have no value. God created man in his image, and you have been created for a purpose. So the whole thing is, and the reason that the human race has been created is so that we could worship God because God was lonely and he wanted someone to worship him. That's why there is an innate belief in human beings, their desire to worship God. That is our whole purpose, to worship God. I don't know what circumstances you're feeling yourself in today. I don't know how you might be feeling. You may have lost your spouse years ago, or now you're trying to figure out where do I fit in the plan of God? Where do I fit? Ladies and gentlemen, that's a tough one, isn't it? when you don't feel like you still fit in in the world. But I want you to know that there's a God in heaven that cares about you. He cares about your circumstance. And he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the least of the person that should be sitting in front of this microphone today. By the world's standard, I don't measure up. I don't have the education that other people have. Dr. So-and-so, masters of such-and-such. Those of us that have graduated from the School of Hard Knocks, ladies and gentlemen, we should not quit because God is the God of all comfort. He wants to be involved in your life. Your fact of your existence is you are here to bring honor and glory to God. Well, you say, Dave, I don't know God. I don't know that I even believe in God. I want you to realize something. And you may not be able to realize it today, but dear soul that's out there listening to me, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Now is the day of salvation. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God cares where you're going to spend eternity. God is not willing that any should perish. The Bible says in Romans that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all come short of the glory of God. But God sent his son to die for you and to purchase your eternal salvation through him. What you need to do if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to bow your head or if you're driving your car, you just reach out and you realize that you're a sinner and that there's no way that you can make it to heaven by yourself. Just bow your head and Talk to the Lord like I'm talking to you and say, Dear Jesus, I don't know you today, but I want to know you. I am a sinner, 
and I repent of my sin and I turn from it. In Jesus' name, amen. And after you do that, ladies and gentlemen, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that means that you will have a home in heaven. And once you have that settled, then you can realize that you have a home in heaven. You do have a purpose. And what I'd like for you to do is if you have the opportunity, I want you to find a Bible-believing church, one that teaches the whole counsel of the Bible, one that teaches it from the beginning to the end. And then I want you to get involved in that church. Just start attending every week. And then you will be able to learn what it takes to have a relationship with God. You have the established relationship at the moment of salvation, but it's like a plant. When you plant your garden, you start with a seed, and then that seed germinates in the ground, and then the plant sprouts. And once it sprouts, it grows and comes to fruition. It reproduces, and that's what happens in a Christian life. You start out as a seedling, and you get put into the soil of togetherness with God. That's the soil. And then he waters you and gives you sunlight. Not S-U-N, S-O-N. The Son of God comes into your life and helps you to grow. And he comes in in the person of the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus was crucified, as you know, after the resurrection of Jesus... His ascension up into the clouds, he was taken from this world. But he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you another comforter. And that other comforter, his name is the Holy Spirit. And he helps you to grow as a Christian. And I just wanted you to know that today, ladies and gentlemen, because God does not make junk. You are not junk. You have been created in the image of God. I want you to live in victory today, not arrogance, but I want you to be able to go out of your house today and say, I'm not going to be discouraged today. I'm not going to let anything bother me. I'm going to trust Jesus and I'm going to get up and I'm going to get out today and enjoy his creation. You know, so many people get so discouraged because of their circumstances that they can't rise up out of bed. They can't enjoy what God has created. God doesn't want us to live in the spirit of discouragement. He wants us to be encouraged and to realize his love. And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that this gave you a little bit of encouragement today. Because that's the reason my podcast is here, to encourage those that are listening to me. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I really realize that you do not have to listen to me. There are so many people out here vying for the airwaves to have you listen to them. I'm honored that you allowed me to take your time and tell you Jesus loves you. And he does love you.
You know that nursery song we learned when we were in Sunday school? Jesus loves the little children of the world, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And you know what? Jesus said, if you come to me as one of these children, that's why Jesus said at the Sermon on the Mount, he said, suffer the little children to come on to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And we need to become like little children when we come before God and say, God, there's nothing in us that's valuable except through you. But since we're valuable in his sight, that's all we need to know because Jesus loves you. So I hope this was an encouragement to you today. May you be blessed. And I'm just going to close in prayer here. Lord, I want to bring to you, Lord, the people that may be listening to this podcast. And they think, Lord, that they're junk. They don't think they have any worth whatsoever. Please reach them where they are and let them know that they are precious in his sight and that Jesus loves them. Because we do have an adversary out there, dear precious Jesus, that would like to discourage us and to make us feel like nobody cares. Nobody loves us, but we know you do. And Lord, if there's anyone out there that needs to come to you to be a Christian, I pray that you would convict them and bring them to you. In Christ's name, amen. Until next time, God bless you richly is my prayer.